Good afternoon. Thank you for joining us for How to Sell an AWS Marketplace. I'm Bill Morosis. I lead business development from a number of our seller categories at AWS. And I'm here with Mona Chata, who's head of our emerging and new business initiatives. This session is constructed for ISVs who are new to Marketplace and new to AWS, but I suspect we also have some participants who have been through Marketplace and may even be current participants. We may even have some customers in the audience. So what we're going to do is play a short video to provide a little overview, and then we'll dive in. There are thousands of different software solutions for organizations to help run their operations. Businesses face various challenges to migrate to the cloud. Between license restrictions, accelerated retirement of older products, new requirements for cloud workloads, complexity in migrating existing applications, and an inability to leverage existing agreements. These drive time and resource loads on finite procurement teams. AWS Marketplace, a curated digital catalog, simplifies software provisioning and saves businesses time and resources. With an expansive selection of software listings, flexible pricing models, and quick deployment options, AWS Marketplace makes it easy to find, try, buy, and deploy solutions for different needs that run on AWS. Start by finding the software you need. AWS Marketplace works with thousands of independent software vendors, providing listings from a large breadth of categories, including machine learning, containers, networking, security, storage, DevOps, database, operating systems, BI and big data, and media. The software portfolio is scanned on a 24-7 basis for potential vulnerabilities. Next, identify the best pricing option. Between hourly, monthly, or a multi-year contract, you pay for what you need. Customers can also bring your own license and migrate to AWS with existing product licenses. Features like seller private offers make it possible to negotiate offer details with independent software vendors. And if customers want to test a product, they can take advantage of a free trial. To finish, deploy products quickly with Amazon Machine Image, SaaS, Amazon SageMaker, Amazon Elastic Containers Service, API, CloudFormation Template, and more with a few clicks. Use one-click deployment for pre-configured software to deploy even faster. AWS Marketplace makes it easy for customers to get the software and price they need. And with AWS managing it, billing is made easy. Centralized billing means customers can deploy multiple software solutions and have their bills come from one source, AWS. AWS also provides cost management and reporting to help track details. AWS Marketplace also releases new features regularly, continually innovating to make software provisioning even easier. Learn why hundreds of thousands of active customers are already using AWS Marketplace to find, buy, and deploy today. Learn more at aws.amazon.com slash marketplace. Excellent. Hopefully that was a helpful introduction. And just to recap, I'm gonna go over the marketplace at a high level, talk about why it exists and how it helps customers and ISVs. And Mona will talk a little bit more deeply about how it operates. We'll get into some of the discussions around go-to-market, 
some of the capabilities, and ultimately talk a little bit about the listing process. So let's dive right in. Before I jump into some of the statistics here from a Gartner study, I wanted to talk about two topics to help set context for why, in fact, there is a marketplace. Firstly, what customers tell us. In the marketplace, we have a portfolio of enterprise, mid-market, and small, medium business customers. For the most part, a large majority of them are going through digital transformation initiatives. They're taking a look at themselves introspectively, they're understanding what their core investments are versus context, and they're repositioning from an IT perspective. Oftentimes, that leads them to move toward public cloud, and AWS in particular. The second thing I would point out is the role and the responsibility of the AWS account exec. You may have heard already that we are customer obsessed, and so is the AWS account exec. What that means is they solve customer problems regardless of whether that's with an AWS native service or with a third-party solution. So if you think of the marketplace as the nexus between the customer and the problem that needs to be solved or the capability that needs to be deployed, AWS community, which would include the account exec and all the service lines, and then third-party solutions, that's the real purpose of the marketplace. Not surprisingly, the Gartner study here points out that 94% of workloads they expect to be in cloud data centers by the year 2021, 73% of those to be in public cloud as opposed to private cloud. And the third statistic, which really jumps out to me, that 75% of workloads are expected to move to SaaS. And I think that speaks a lot towards the business initiatives that our customers, our joint customers, are all seeking to accomplish by a move to AWS. So when customers look introspectively and they do an assessment of their application portfolio, most often as part of a migration initiative, they discover they have roughly 1,000 applications. We have some as few as 500, and frankly, large enterprises with up to 10,000 applications that they discover. Uh, there are usually three to 500 independent software vendors or ISVs who are covering those capabilities in the portfolio. For the most part, there's a monolithic ar architecture in place, as opposed to microservices. And a good 10 to 60% of those applications were developed in-house. So again, as part of a digital transformation initiative, customers are looking to see whether they've over-rotated toward investment and custom applications. And as they look toward a way to become more efficient and to speed up innovation, which are really the two business outcomes that customers are looking to accomplish, they look at the cloud as a solution for that, as a capability that can deliver that. So for licenses that they discover that are mostly in perpetuity or perpetual licenses, where you have by definition planned for peak capacity and therefore perhaps over-invested, they're looking to move more toward a consumption or on-demand model, which is exactly the model that AWS offers. So they'll take a look at their applications. Maybe 30% of those applications are not going to make the journey to the cloud as part of that migration project. Now there are a good portion, 50 to 60% that do make that journey. For some of those that are not business critical applications, that's where we see a move towards SaaS. It's a far easier deployment. It's most often in a consumption model and allows customers to outsource in a sense the responsibility for that application. For core applications, we still see the use of virtual machines so for AWS, that's an Amazon machine image or an AMI 
which is deployed and managed in a customer VPC. And frankly, some of those applications will still remain in an on-prem deployment. But they map that initial portfolio to what they'd like to find in the cloud. And frankly, that's where Marketplace comes into play. These are the statistics actually updated for reInvent. 260,000 active customers. That number is growing at roughly 3,000 per month clip. Over 7,000 product listings available to customers, representative of over 1,500 ISVs. We're deployed in over 20 regions, and we tend to measure ourselves, the consumption through Marketplace, through EC2 instances. We, we have seen roughly 850 million hours of EC deplo EC2 deployed monthly, which is a remarkable growth statistic for us. And as I mentioned, the software that we carry in Marketplace is currently in 39 categories. The Marketplace provides customers with a number of capabilities that they don't have outside uh, the AWS Marketplace. For example, applications are screened 24-7 within Marketplace for compliance with AWS security policies. They're also tied into our cost management and budget, budget management applications. So if you're deploying an AMI in your VPC, you can take a look at past behavior, you can measure that against your AWS budget, and you can use AWS Cost Explorer to compare that against best practices. You're also able to manage software entitlement. So we often refer internally to two different consumers or two different types of personas that we see in the marketplace. The Ducati or the, Lum the Lamborghini crowd who likes to move fast, that tends to map to a DevOps engineer who simply wants to be able to deploy their application fairly quickly, spin up an instance, accomplish a task, and then spin that down. And that tends to map to more consumption-like uh, economic models. Conversely, if you think to more the Volvo crowd, which is comprised mostly of finance and legal, they're more interested in negotiating appropriate terms, longer-term agreements with software vendors. And so as that DevOps application moves from its use in a test and dev environment to production, they also want to map the payment and the subscription to the production value that they've received in a long-term subscription. You can also use the capabilities in Marketplace for asset tagging and compliance for any compliance regulations, whether that's GDPR or any other healthcare or financial services vertical needs. The question then becomes, what applications are really a sweet spot for deployment within Marketplace? Gartner here has defined its 550-500 model, and what this means to say is there are roughly five large software vendors that we're all familiar with here, where roughly 50% of the spend is set. And most enterprise teams have resources that are focused on managing those relationships. That's not really the sweet spot for marketplace. However, what they do point out is for each enterprise, there are roughly 50 strategic vendors who provide particular workload solutions such as business intelligence, data analytics, DevOps would be another, security. Those types of applications from key vendors are where Marketplace plays a great role. Those vendors are able to list and provide numerous consumption options for those products for enterprises that are coming to the Marketplace to learn about their use case, to find best practices and see who is solved for that use case, and then ultimately choose a solution to deploy. 
and even for the long tail of vendors, the 500 or so additional down at the uh, bottom of the tier for enterprises, they too benefit from a presence in the marketplace because they can use the demand generation capability, the engine that we'll talk about shortly, to drive demand for their applications, even though they may not be in that top 50 tier with all enterprises. Here's a view to the eight most popular categories that are most often provisioned through Marketplace. So if you think about a VP of infrastructure having to come in and set up their initial uh, architecture within AWS, most often it's a networking uh, application or two. Certainly with our shared security model, we see deployment of security applications, a number, the database and BI capabilities for those who are, say, looking to move an on-prem data warehouse to a new one in the cloud and create the ability to do real-time analytics on that space. And then, of course, uh, BI tools for reporting and analytics. Here's a view, or sub, a representative view, of global enterprise customers from AWS. And this is not meant to be an eye chart for you, but rather to convey that there's broad adoption across our enterprise customers of Marketplace. They look to the Marketplace as part of their journey in that migration, not simply as a procurement point. So if you were to go to the Marketplace now as an ISV or a customer, you'll find solution pages that list the top capabilities or workloads or, or use cases that you're looking to solve. You can see customer testimonials, third-party software applications and, and solutions that solve for that. You can get up to speed on who best, practice are, best practices are and ultimately purchase and deploy that. Here's an example of one of the features we've developed on behalf of customers and ISVs. So customers came to us and they said appropriately, we have relationships with 50, 75 of those strategic vendors and we'd like to procure them all through Marketplace. But for each one of those, as we negotiate an agreement or a subscription, a long-term agreement, we have a EULA that we have to work through. So we get to the procurement stage and we're ready to go. We hear on average it takes four to six months of legal wrangling to get to agreement on the terms and conditions. And we do that across every ISV. Can you help us? So we worked with the top ISVs in Marketplace and top customers to construct what we call the enterprise contract. The enterprise contract is a pre-negotiated EULA that is agreed upon between a large number of the ISVs in Marketplace and large customers. It's a tremendous starting point for the negotiation. By their estimates, it gets them 95% of the way there. We first launched it last year, and recently we announced enhancements that allow for appendix to be added to each one, addendums. For example, if you have compliance or regulation terms that you'd like to add that are HIPAA or FINRA, or GDPR, we have modules that you can append to that contract. So the bottom line is, ISVs who are looking to accelerate their sales cycle and close business with customers, we have examples of where we've gone from discussion to negotiation to contract closure within two weeks. Really helps the CRO at the customer, or sorry, at the ISV, who's looking to speed up their sales cycle and drive incremental business. That's just one example of the features that we've created for sellers and ISVs. So now I'm gonna have Mona take over and she's gonna talk a little bit more in depth about why you should consider selling an AWS Marketplace. Okay, great, thanks Bill, hi everyone. So there are a few main reasons why um, sellers list an AWS Marketplace. First is because um, sellers are able to offer customers solutions. Oh, sorry, you can't hear? 
No? Yeah. Oh, you can? Okay, perfect. Sorry, guys. <laughs> okay. So there's three main reasons why sellers um, list in the marketplace. And one of the reasons is that, this, um, that you're able, as a seller, to sell the way that your customers want to buy. So as you'll see in the next few slides, we're going to talk about the different um, types of ways in which you can list um, your solutions in the marketplace. There's, a, there's broad uh, availability of different contracting models that are available for, uh, for sellers to list in the marketplace, as well as different deployment solutions that customers are able to um, use your, um, their, your software uh, through the marketplace. <clears throat> the other area is around your ability to grow your customer base. So there's millions of AWS customers that have access to AWS Marketplace. So it gives you ability to reach out to those AWS customers. And in addition, you can reach out to global customers because these customers, <clears throat> excuse me, these customers are on a global basis um, procuring software through AWS Marketplace. And then the last area that we hear from sellers is around being able to um, <clears throat> accelerate their sales cycle and improve the efficiency and ultimately profitability of their, of their uh, company and of their sales. So if you are able to go to market and reach customers faster, you're able to get them the software that they need. And overall, it leads to profitability, enhanced profitability for uh, the seller. The next area is around why customers want to buy in AWS Marketplace. And there's several reasons uh, customers buy through the marketplace. Um, the ones that we heard of the most is around you know, speed, simplicity, and scalability. And so here you have examples of customers like SimplePay who come to the marketplace. Uh, so SimplePay is a, a global payments provider based in Australia. They run 1,000 transactions per second. They actually procured um, uh, riverbed steel connect uh, software, networking software, so they are able to reach um, connectivity with those, um, with those uh, customers through the marketplace. <clears throat> and what they're able to do, and their biggest um, value add for uh, marketplace was the flexible consumption models that are available, whether they wanted to do a, a pay-as-you-go, start with a free trial, graduate to a pay-as-you-go, or eventually to an annual and, um, and longer-term contract. The next area is around, uh, you know, Goodwill Industries is a nonprofit organization. They actually um, wanted to ensure that their um, their stores are up and running um, con consistently, and so their benefit to coming to the marketplace and deploying uh, NTW's um, disaster recovery solution is that they were able to get up and running in minutes. Uh, versus days or weeks. And so being able to easily um, and securely deploy through the marketplace was a huge benefit for them. And then the last example that we have is uh, on the slide is on MakerBot who procured um, Atelian's ETL solution. Uh, so what MakerBot is, is a uh, company that uh, develops 3D printing uh, solutions. And they um, bought through the marketplace Matillion's solution so that they could get a 360 view of their customer. And what they really liked is that, you know, something that Bill had touched upon in, uh, in talking about the benefits of marketplace is around um, the consolidated bill. So when you come to marketplace, you get a bill um, that includes all of your third-party software that you've procured through the marketplace, in addition to all of the AWS services that you procured as well. So you get that consolidated view of all of your AWS purchases as well as the third-party purchases that have gone through the marketplace. 
And this is just an example of three customers who purchase through the marketplace. There's several reasons that customers come to the marketplace, and they're different types of customers. You know, you see here it's you know everything from nonprofit to enterprise customers. Small to medium-sized customers are able to procure and receive benefits from marketplace. <clears throat> so we talked a little bit about the flexible consumption and contracting models. These are all the different pricing options that sellers have that they can list in the marketplace. So for example, free trials. So having a customer be able to just sort of test their product um, before they actually commit to longer term prop, uh, longer-term contracts. So we have the, abil uh, the availability of doing a free trial, graduating up to an hourly contract, even a monthly and a multi-year contract. We also have the ability for um, sellers to list um, bring your own license solutions. So many customers may already have a, um, a license from an ISV or from a software provider, and they want to run that in the cloud or they want to run that on AWS. So you can bring in your license key and run it on any um, Amazon machine um, uh, uh, image um, instance and run that in the cloud. So we have that ability. And then the last thing that um, we offer, which is really geared towards high dollar value transactions, largely for the enterprise customer, is private offers. And what a private offer is, is a customized um, offer with special pricing and special terms and conditions that you can offer to specific customers. And I'll walk through how that looks within the marketplace. So for all these reasons, we have um, you know, sellers listing in the marketplace and we have buyers coming because it provides flexible um, pricing capability for how customers, want to trans uh, how customers want to transact. The other thing that is coupled and complements the pricing um, that's in the marketplace is the deployment mechanism. So you know, you're probably familiar, obviously, with the Amazon machine image. Um, so that's you know, the first way in which uh, customers are able to deploy solutions. Um, the customer uh, is able to d directly um, uh, deploy that within their VPC. So you can offer uh, BYOL or pay-as-you-go solutions through an Amazon machine image. For more complex solutions that include multiple AMIs from a vendor or um, multiple, AMI, multiple AMIs as well as AWS services, you can also list a CloudFormation template. These are more for like more complex type solutions and uh, where you require more of the high availability type applications. The next area is around SaaS. So SaaS is your, you know, probably all familiar with SaaS subscriptions, and that's a, a typical way in which uh, buyers want to um, procure through the marketplace. So we have that availability as well. Um, and then in addition, what we've also heard from what, uh, customers, specifically developers, want to um, be able to procure through the marketplace are APIs. So APIs allow um, basically a customer to integrate uh, an API within an overall application. So we have that availability as well. And then we recently announced, actually last year, uh, containers. So this is for more portable, um, uh, simple type um, container solutions that, in, that uh, work with ECS and EKS. So we offer those as well. And another area that we've extended containers to is um, models and algorithms. So for data, the data scientists and the ML enthusiasts in the, um, in the audience, we also offer um, machine learning algorithms and models that are in a Dockerized container and can be deployed in Amazon SageMaker. And then the last area is around private image build. And this really allows you to customize um, 
is to customize your image with either um, AMIs that are in the marketplace or it could be your own gold images. So as you can see, we have you know, a variety of different deployment mechanisms that you can offer customers within the marketplace. The next thing, you know, when you sort of think about um, marketplace, it is, at the end of the day, a, it boils down to being a digital fulfillment mechanism. So there's you know, over a million transactions that occur through the marketplace across, the, um, across 39 different categories. So Bill mentioned some of the eight popular ones, but there's, you know, there's 31 others that are included in the marketplace, and 7, 000, over 7,000 listings are in the marketplace. So how does all that sort of break down? Well, the way that we think about the different types of transactions that occur in the marketplace is through subscription value tiers. So <clears throat> if you look at it simplicity, uh, simplis simplistically, the majority uh, of, of a lot of transactions where customers just want to self-serve with the publicly available price and publicly available terms are typically transactions that are within the $20,000 and under range. And so again, those are primarily driven by self-service. You can search through the marketplace for specific listings. You get the standard terms and conditions that um, the ISV is providing and you're able to transact and then deploy very quickly. And that requires really really minimal low touch from, say, sales teams. The next area that we see um, is around subscription value uh, a tier of $20,000 up to $100,000. And for these is more a little bit of, you know, a sales assist where uh, these aren't, you know, could be, would be standardized terms, but maybe some of the pricing that you have could be a private offer that you're offering to a specific customer. Um, so we find that there are some transactions that uh, occur in that area as well. Um, and then when you look at some of the other transactions in the marketplace, there are increasingly, given the number of enterprise customers that are coming to the marketplace to procure, a lot of those transactions are over uh, $100,000 or above. And for those, those are primarily sales-led. Your sales teams, if you're a seller, would want to engage in those, would probably likely drive a lot of that traffic to the marketplace. And so those require um, really a private offer where it would be customized terms, customized pricing that you're specifically offering very specific customers. So that's how sort of if you look at the types of transactions that happen in the marketplace, this is sort of how it's a quick summary of how marketplace sort of works. And it really what we see is that these subscription value tiers this is how customers in whether you're an enterprise or you're a small to medium-sized uh, business or even government-type customers are procuring and they're using these sort of subscription value tiers through the marketplace. The other thing to look at is talking about, um, you know, Bill touched upon this uh, a little bit in, the, in his uh, portion, is about demand generation. So a lot of what, um, you know, we're the there's 7,000 listings in the marketplace. How do you drive traffic to your specific listing? Well, first, let's look at the types of personas, buyer personas that procure through the marketplace. And those are technical type users such as developers, um, IT pros, cloud architects. Um, there's also a line of business users who are also increasingly coming to the marketplace to also procure um, uh, business type solutions and also horizontal industry type solutions in like healthcare, life sciences, financial services, media entertainment, etc. So those are the sort of personas that are um, that are within the marketplace. 
And we, when we talk about um, demand generation, uh, we really think about it in three ways. The first way is really AWS-led. So from that perspective, we um, create campaigns by specific categories. We collaborate with AWS product marketing teams. We're embedded, the solutions that are in the marketplace are also embedded into those campaigns. And so a lot of what we do is we spend, we have a team that actually focuses on um, demand generation to, to bring awareness to the specific listings in the marketplace by specific category and by specific use cases. Those manifest in specific go-to-market programs such as prospecting days where the sales teams engage, um, they, are, they focus on a specific topic and they talk through their customers about that topic. It also includes third-party vendors that are listed in the marketplace. So there's that whole sort of integrated campaign and that integrated messaging that the AWS marketing teams and AWS marketplace teams focus on through the prospecting days. There's also just global campaigns and events that uh, we have that you know, we, we uh, create through the year where we also are promoting the marketplace listings and specific categories and use cases within the marketplace. And then we drive and uh, focus on ROI, uh, you know, the um, <clears throat> getting leads and getting leads out to the right uh, ISV solutions and then figuring out which, what type of, which type of um, solutions actually resonated with customers and repeating those and making sure that they, um, they continue to, to get, um, get made throughout the, throughout the year. <clears throat> the other thing, uh, if you look at um, what we uh, also focus on within Marketplace is not only the AWS-led campaigns, but we also work with third-party ISVs on joint seller uh, campaigns, and those manifest in different ways. For example, uh, at reInvent, at you know today events like this, there are joint. Um, you know, you'll see some sellers that are actually part of presentations or um, sessions or boot camps or builder sessions. You see that there are uh, a lot of sellers, including yourselves, might also be sponsoring some of these events. <clears throat> so there's a lot of joint events that um, we focus on. And in doing that, we really look at how do we drive uh, joint lead uh, creation. And there's multiple ways in which we do that. One is through integrated partner campaigns where you know, you could be, um, we're taking a very specific category and maybe even a specific vendor and promoting their solutions through, through the marketplace. It also could be through, um, you know, targeted account mar uh, management, again, by specific use cases. And we have um, ways and uh, uh, teams that actually drive that opportunity generation from demand generation reps, and they also focus on nurturing uh, those leads and um, so we help in doing that too and so that's really a joint uh, effort between the seller and AWS marketplace and then the third area is really around seller-led so we have a lot of sellers that actually say you know what um, I, I understand how to integrate with um, with uh, demand gen we already have a demand generation engine and we're gonna plug Market, our marketplace listing as part of that demand, existing um, demand generation engine. So we want more self-service tools and capability in order to do that. But you know what? We do need your help in terms of understanding the messaging and providing guidance and best practices of what other sellers have done. So what we've done is we've created um, uh, we created more self-service nurturing uh, tools and templates 
for that uh, type of seller who wants more self-service, who wants to be able to self-service from a go-to-market perspective. And so I'll take you a little bit through that. And what we call that is a, um, a seller go-to-market academy. And what this is is really tools, templates, and guidance that allow sellers to um, figure out what is the right messaging to target the, right, the different buyer personas that are coming to the marketplace. And so the first step is really <clears throat> helping you create that messaging. And then, uh, so it starts with that. So there's templates for, um, for the messaging guidelines and messaging that really resonates with the different um, buyer personas within Marketplace. And a lot of that is taken from the best practices that we've done for the seven plus years that we've been in business with Marketplace. Um, and then we've actually created tool, uh, templates where you, know, you can inject the messaging into specific um, assets. And so this is really part of like, developing your specific uh, messaging framework and assets that you can distribute uh, to the buyer. And then finally, building you know, your own specific campaigns. So we have templates available that really allow you to plug and play and create your own and generate your own campaigns. And then finally, it's important you know, to not only generate the campaigns and the messaging, but to also track it and track the success of what these campaigns are doing so that you can learn and iterate. And so we have ROI type of analytics uh, capability that's available as well to measure that campaign performance. So we call that the Seller Go-To-Market Academy. It is available through uh, the Marketplace Management um, Portal, which you get, gain access to once you uh, register as a seller. So really what we've sort of talked about here is a way in which you, know, you can really go to market faster. We have first you know, the different pricing mechanisms that are available. We have different um, deployment mechanisms available and the, the broad variety. And then we talked about how to go to market and then how to um, generate demand for your specific listing. So when you think of all that, it really helps you streamline the engagement flow with the personas that are the buyers that are in the marketplace. Um, and then in addition to that, you know, so once you're sort of gaining that reach to these customers, you want to be able to iterate quickly on your solutions. So you're learning from the listings that you have in the marketplace. You get reports so you can see what's working, what's not working within the marketplace, what's working for those buyers. So you're able to iterate on products faster. And then ultimately, um, as you're listing you know, SaaS-type solutions and you're able within SaaS to uh, launch new releases, uh, releases and features you know, automatically and quickly and streamline that for customers, it ultimately allows you to eliminate technical depth, so your technical depth there. So it really, Marketplace becomes a way for you to improve your go-to-market, um, improve your product releases, increase your, you know, accelerate your delivery, and then ultimately gain that adoption of buyers through the marketplace. And, you know, we talked a lot about these are things that you can do, but, you know, if you look behind the scenes, if you pull the covers of how Marketplace works, we have an entire managed catalog operations team that really allow, that list, that once you list your um, solution in the marketplace, they're actually publishing it. So we have a team that's available 24-7, um, and they're a high-touch team. They're actually physical human beings um, that can assist with listing management. Everything from helping you uh, publish your listing to giving you advice on uh, maybe there's some specific metadata that you could improve upon so that your search goes up 
um, for that listing. And also, you know, if you're submitting like AMIs or CloudFormation templates, the different deployment mechanisms, they also monitor for any vulnerabilities. So we have that team that's behind the scenes ensuring that anything that's going to a buyer um, does not have vulnerabilities in it. So you can, we have this, this, this uh, team, on-demand team that's available 24-7 to help monitor, publish, um, submit, test, and preview your solutions. Now, so we have that team that's available, and they're available uh, globally in different regions. Uh, but for those sellers who are like, you know what, I got it. I want to, you know, self-service. We also have automated a lot of our capabilities. So in a, in a matter of a few clicks, you're able to, one, um, get your listing seller data in the <clears throat> into a template, and you're able to then um, submit that to this MCO team to vet. So you can do it yourself. You can work with um, the MCO catalog and operations team. And we also have other... Um, partners that are also able to help kind of provide you with some guidance as well. So I'm going to give you a uh, quick overview of the uh, marketplace management um, portal. So this is a portal where uh, the management portal, again, is, is a place where you get access to it once you register as a seller. And it's a few simple clicks to register as a seller. And once you gain access to it, what you have is basically uh, your next step is, is really it opens up your world in terms of being able to list any solution, being able to price solutions within the marketplace and doing that in an automated way. So you can complete your public profile, tell you know buyer a little bit about who you are um, as a company and the solutions that you offer, um, and you can also start to create your product listings. So there's 10 sections um, in the marketplace management portal. So it ranges from, you know, we have a home page. So once you enter, you're, you land into the home page where it gives you examples of like, it gives you announcements. So we might have announced some new features, some new pricing capability, some new contracting capability. Um, there might be some additional enhancements that we made from an automation and a self-service process that you can find on the home page. And also documentation that helps you, you know, list, um, say if you want to add uh, a new product type, you can do that. Um, and it provides you with documentation on how to deploy and how to integrate with the APIs that we have available within the marketplace. Uh, there's also marketing, a marketing module. So we touched a little bit upon the demand generation flow. Well, if you're creating a campaign, we'll provide you with ref tags so you can monitor the performance of those. And all of that marketing capability is available via reports through the marketplace uh, management portal as well. So you can measure how you're tracking the success of your uh, campaigns and marketing campaigns that you've implemented, either in a self-service way or with uh, jointly with AWS. Um, support, so, you know, look, a lot of, uh, you know, some solutions require uh, support and customers may want to reach out to you to get more, you know, ask more questions or maybe need help uh, deploying the solution or maybe help with, like, upgrading a solution. So within the module, you also have the ability uh, to see all of your uh, customer support tickets, if you will, that are within the, um, that are within the AWS marketplace so that customers have to procure through the marketplace and you can see all the support stuff that, customer may have. Um, reports, we'll get into this a little bit deeper in the next slide, but uh, we do have several different reports that allow you to track and monitor your business within AWS Marketplace, so you can really um, gain insights into how you're doing and measure how you're doing within the marketplace, 
how it's how it's doing for you as a channel, as well as um, mark different types of marketing reports, as well as tax types of, uh, type of reporting, and as well. So you can either download that through the marketplace via CSV files, <coughs> or you can also make that where they're also available via APIs. So you can integrate it into your backend systems. Um, there's also within the management portal, uh, all of your listings are there, and you can manage, you can edit, uh, do all of that within there as well. Um, and that's specific to, you know, whether it's your AMI or your private image build, you can upload files, um, images, documentation, you can edit and um, add to your metadata. Um, you can also provide, uh, you know, settings around your profile, banking information, so we disperse funds to you, so all of your banking information is there as well. And then finally, private offers. So this is where you have very customized terms and conditions and pricing to specific customers, and you can manage that all within the management portal. So really, this becomes your view. The management por portal becomes your dashboard or your view into your all of your business within AWS Marketplace. <clears throat> Self-service listings. So this sort of gives you a, a quick screenshot of the simplicity around how you can um, list your products within Marketplace. So if you want to create product, it's a simple drop-down that you select in terms of which type of uh, deployment mechanism you want to use. You can then um, integrate to that and then list your pricing um, and create all of your uh, uh, listing models within there. The other thing is that, you know, in it, you can also edit. So, you know, once you create your uh, listing within um, this page, you can also go back and edit it. In addition, what you can do is say you don't have all the information. There might be some specific marketing information that maybe you don't have access to at this moment. You can go back, you can save it, and then come back and submit it later. So there's all sorts of functionality that allow you to also collaborate with other stakeholders within the organization and make sure you get the right listing up there. Um, we talked a little bit about private offers, and again, just to show the simplicity of how we've uh, created the work, these workflows within marketplaces so that you can get offers up to customers as quickly as possible. So from a private offer standpoint, all you need to do is select the name of your specific listing and then the um, AWS account of the buyer um, for that specific listing, which that you can then include specific pricing terms as well as um, specific terms and conditions. And you can also set um, an expiration date. So once you offer that, you know, they may, uh, the buyer may have a week to subscribe. You can set those terms. You can also um, set uh, and, and schedule out payments. So you know, if you want your customer to pay all at once, they can do that. Or if the customer wants to pay in a specific installments or specific time periods, you can do that as well. So there's a lot of flexibility in terms of how you can create a private offer within Marketplace. And then we talked a little bit about this, which is the reporting and commerce analytics that are available in the marketplace. So there's um, seven different reports, but there's also additional reports that you can have. So we really are trying to provide uh, more, in, uh, more the ability for you to have more business insight into your um, into your transactions and your business within AWS Marketplace. So there are some examples in here, but again, seven reports, we offer them in weekly, daily, and monthly. So again, you get like this 360 view of your business within the marketplace, and they range from a daily business report that captures uh, new subscriptions um, to you know weekly subscriptions that sort of aggregate it out. You can aggregate it on a monthly basis. 
We also have a monthly disbursement report, which really shows the amount that we collected from um, buyers and then dispersed to you, because ultimately these are your transactions, so we disperse specific amounts into you, so we can track all that. You can also, um, if you are planning to compensate your field teams, <clears throat> we do also have a report that allows you to, pr that provides more granular information about the, um, about the specific region or uh, that the transaction occurred in so you can actually compensate your field sales teams. And so there's additional enhanced details that you can, um, that you can gain through the marketplace. There's some specific opt-in programs that, um, that, that you can, where you can gain access to this. And again, these reports are available um, either via the, a CSV through the uh, management portal or through an API. So you can again integrate these reports to your back-end business. So now I'm going to hand it back over to Bill, and he's going to uh, wrap up. Thanks so much, Mona. Yep. <clears throat> Tremendous amount of information, I realize. Uh, so just a couple of thoughts. First, everything we <laughs> talked about and more is available on the AWS Marketplace through the AWS Marketplace Seller Guide. It's a lengthy document that goes into great detail about all of the things that we've talked about here, processes, mm -hmm. procedures, and how to get started. Uh, I think the takeaways, and realizing again it was a tremendous amount of information, if I'm a customer in the audience, the things that jump out to me are 7,000 applications, 1,500 ISVs, a tremendous amount of selection, very much like the retail site. The goal is to provide breadth of selection to customers and also provide a path to learning. So if you're a customer, you can go to AWS Marketplace, you can research and learn about best practices, how peers or competitors have solved some of the same problems and or deployed some of the capabilities. You can even go so far as to compare some of the solutions. If you're looking to deploy, say, a data analytics solution, you can look at specific offerings and compare capabilities. If you're an ISV, the things that jump out to me are 260,000 active customers, over a million subscriptions and growing through the marketplace, you have access to that AWS cloud-centric enterprise, mid-market, and small to medium business customer base. Another thing that we didn't quite mention very much on are the resources within Marketplace that are solely dedicated to co-selling with your field organizations applications that are listed in Marketplace. The customer advisor role is within North America, EMEA, and APAC. Their sole focus is to work with AWS account execs and customers to solve problems with third-party solutions listed in Marketplace. We are happy to take questions after the session. Mona and I will be here. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're ready to go, you can certainly go right to AWS Marketplace, register as a seller, and begin the listing process and engage from that perspective. We realize, again, that this was a bit of an overview, so if you have some more detailed questions, we have two locations here at reInvent. One are the partner solutions booths, which are just down the hall here to your right as you exit, or within the Venetian, the AWS uh, uh, location there on the main exhibit floor. Thanks very much. <clears throat>